Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Numbers chapter 21. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. This is Daily Devotion. I'm your host, Cynthia Martin. Our goal is to read through the Bible one chapter at a time, comment and pray the application of those truths to our lives in 15 minutes or less. So as I said, we are reading Numbers chapter 21. Went ahead and go ahead and set my timer because I have a tendency to talk much longer than 15 minutes. So let's go ahead and ask Holy Spirit to come and join us in our time today. So Father, as we read your word, we bow before you, Lord, and we declare that you are truth and that we want to learn more about you father we want to come into a deeper relationship with you we want to know you we want to see you in our lives and so father we ask you to make this word alive to us open our ears open our spirits and open our eyes our spiritual eyes so that we can hear and see what you would have for us today in jesus name amen okay again we're reading numbers chapter 21 i'm reading out of the niv when the canaanite king of arad who lived in negev heard that israel was coming along the road to Ephraim, he attacked the Israelites and captured some of them. Then Israel made this vow to the Lord, if you will deliver these people into your, our hands, we will totally destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave the Canaanites over to them, and they completely destroyed them and their towns, so the place was named Hormah. They traveled from the Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom, but the people grew impatient on the way, and they spoke out. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. And then the Lord sent venomous snakes along with them, and they bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned, we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it on a pole, and anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. And then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. Verse 10, the Israelites moved on and camped at Oboth. When they, then they set out for Oboth and camped at Lai Abram in the wilderness that faces Moab toward the sunrise. And from there they moved on and camped in Zerad Valley. And they set out from there and camped along the side of Arnon, which is in the wilderness extending to the Amorite territory. Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. And that is why the book of wars of the Lord says, Zahab and Zufra and the ravines, the Arnon and the slopes of the ravines that lead to the settlement of Ur, Er and lie along the borders of Moab. From there, they continued on to Beer and the well there, the well where the Lord said to Moses, gather the people together and I will give them water. Then Israel sang the song, spring up, O well, sing about it. And the well that the princes dug, that the nobles of the people sank, the nobles with their scepters and staff. 
Then they went from the wilderness of Matnah, from Matnah to Nephnel, from Nephnel to Bamoth, from Bamoth to the valley of Moab, where the top of the Pigshah overlooks the wasteland. Israel sent messengers to say to Sihon, the king of Amorites, let us pass through your country. We will not turn aside into any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sion would not let the Israel pass and pass through his territory. He mustered his entire army, marched out into the wilderness against Israel. When he reached Ahaz, he fought with Israel. And Israel, however, put him to the sword and took over his land from Arnon to Jebuk, but only as far as the Ammonites because their border was fortified. The Israels captured all the cities of the Amorites and occupied them, including Heshbon, and all its surrounding settlements. And Heshbon was the city of Shion, king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken him from him all his land as far as Arnon. That is why the poets say, come to Heshbon and let it be rebuilt. Let Shion's city be restored. Fire went out from Heshbon, ablaze from the city of Shion. It consumed Ar of Moab, the citizens of Ar's Arnon's heights. Woe to Moab, you are destroyed people of Shemosh, Shemosh, I can't speak that word, sorry. He has given up his sons as fugitives and his daughters as captives to Shehan, king of Amorites. But we have overthrown them. Heshbon's dominion has been destroyed all the way to Devon. We have demolished them as far as Nopath and extends to Mediba. So Israel set in the land, settled in the land of the Amorites. And after Moses had sent spies to Jazar, the Israelites captured its surrounding settlements and drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up along the road to Bashan, and Og, king of Bashan, and his whole army marched out to meet them in the battle of Idria. And the Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hands, along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Shehan, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. So they struck him down together with his sons and his whole army, leaving them no survivors, and they took, the, and took possession of his land. Well, there's a lot of... That happens in uh, Numbers chapter 21. It looks like we have about uh, two or three kings that come against the Israelites and then the Israelites grumble and they repent and they're bit by snakes. In the NIV, it says venomous snakes. In the King James, it says fiery snakes or serpents uh, come out against them and they're bitten and many people begin to die. And then God says to Moses, put a, one of those serpents up on a pole and when the people look to it, they'll be saved. I think that's... Uh, certainly very clear picture of Jesus who when we're bitten by life right when we're bitten by sin when we're born into a sinful uh, state as all of us are when um, we're born and uh, we're in this state we can look to him who was set up on a pole right and we can be saved from death so it's really a great picture I believe of um salvation of Jesus dying on the cross. And um, I think it's really interesting that um, all they had to do was look at it. And I think it was, I did a little bit of research and for the research that I found that bronze um, is a symbol, symbolic, I'm not really big into symbols, but I thought this was interesting, is a symbol, a symbol of someone who has been judged and come out the other side because um, it, in order to make bronze, it has to go through the fire. And so fire is, is usually, not always, but sometimes a picture of judgment. So bronze 
So as a bronze serpent was raised up, they looked uh, towards um, and their evil had been judged, but they're going to be saved by looking at this servant on the pole. Doesn't make any sense. That's something that bites them, that makes them die, that they can look at and they'll be saved. But um, according to a, a other information that I saw is uh, in Isaiah 45, 22, scripture says, look to me and be saved all you ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. We might be willing to do a hundred things to earn our salvation, but God's command to us is only, we just have to look at him and trust him, right? Charles Spurgeon himself actually gave his life to Jesus because of, after hearing a message on Isaiah 45:22, and then, uh, applying that text to this account of Moses lifting up the servant in um, the wilderness. And Spurgeon was so impressed by this picture of the gospel and salvation in the book of Numbers that he chose an engraving of Moses lifting up the serpent in the wilderness as his logo for his publications that he created. And we know in modern day that the medical community will use uses somewhat of the same um, symbol. Be, uh, for healing is a symbol of a, a serpent around uh, a pole or a cross. And so I think that's really um, the answer to everything that we have going on in our life, whether it be physical, emotional, or mental problems or healing that we need or salvation from, from death to life, that we just need to seek him and we need to see him, as it says in Isaiah 45, 22, to just look upon him, just like the Israelites did there in the wilderness. So let's go ahead and ask the Lord to uh, make this um, applicable in our lives. So Father, we thank you that you lifted up the serpent. And so Father, we thank you that we no longer have to worry about looking at a pole with a serpent, a bronze serpent on it. But Lord, we can look to you, the ultimate sacrifice. Father, we thank you that not only do you heal our bodies and you deliver us from sin and you bring us to life, Father, but you give us life even now. That would be enough if we had uh, eternal life, Lord, that our judgment for our lives was passed over and we were put into a, to a category of righteousness because of your sacrifice. But, Lord, you go, went even further. You give us life now. You fill us with your spirit and empower us to do and go and be the, uh, what you created us to be. So, Father, today as we go out, we ask that you would show us more of yourself, show us more of how we can move into all that you've given us and all that you provide us for, for us through salvation, Lord. Help us to apply all of salvation in our life, uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Father, in everything that we see and do, let salvation reign over everything in our lives and those of our families. And we bless you, Lord, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for listening today. I'm Cynthia, and you can find out more about me and what I do at realliferevised.com. I invite you to go over there and get on the website. Get on, um, get, go to the website, get on our email list, check out our events page. Um, next time, we will be discussing Numbers chapter 22. And I just pray that you, until then, you will be filled with overflowing with his presence, his peace, his purposes, protection, and that you would commit to knowing him through daily devotion. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.